You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. We've come into our second hour. Mm-hmm. It is 8.05 a.m. And guys, right now, it is time for us to give to you our next quiz question. Yes. The next quiz question is, from what tribe was John the Baptist? Ah, okay. From what tribe was John the Baptist? If you know the answer to that one, 0491064669 is the number to text. Yes. Hey, guys, you have been listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. We got a, another question in regarding the interview that we mm-hmm. just had with Paul Kachansky about you know foods and supplements, natural supplements, things yes. that we can get from nature that you know boost us up. Mm-hmm. And the question came in from Lord said, which of those has... The highest level of iron. N- that would be spirulina. Yeah. Of- in, in quoting uh, expert, yes. Shell, producer <laughs> Shell, it, not trying to discount her because her advice is really, really good, actually. Yes. Uh, spirulina is the most super of these superfoods. I've read the Neil Nedley book. Yeah. That's definitely yes. what he says. That's <laughs> right. So quoting Shell, who quoted Neil Nedley, we're getting to the bottom of this, who... And I did ask Paul while he was still on the phone. So yeah. I uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Spirulina is is the superest of the super foods. Get some powder, get some spirulina pills, some supplements, mate. Chuck it in. It's good stuff. It's fantastic mm-hmm. for you. It is incredibly green. I feel like <laughs> my option of taking spirulina would be to have like it crush into a pill form so I just yeah. wouldn't have to taste it. Just <laughs> straight down the hatch. Oh, mate. I'd Ooh. do a berry smoothie. Love it. Hey, oy, so good. So awesome. So incredible. Amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, just awesome, awesome interview. Hey, also I have to remind you guys, we, like, just regarding the quiz, we have a prize. Yes, uh, we, we do. have a prize. It is the 40 Days of Prayer. You guys have, like, two more opportunities to get in. This book mm-hmm. is a devotional book. It's super powerful. It's for those who are looking to connect to God. And this, this, the slant or the context or the real focus area of this particular book is focusing on God's end time people, what yes. it looks like to be a part of God's end time people. And as we said earlier, it looks like being someone who worships God in spirit and in truth, mm. has the faith of Jesus and keeps the commandments of God. This is enabled by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit being in our lives is enabled by prayer, by mm-hmm. reaching out, by calling out to Jesus. Ask, seek, and knock, yes. and you shall find. You shall find. It will be given to you. Powerful stuff. We are really keen to get into... Can we our... give a little clue? Oh, you want to give a clue? Yeah. a clue? Yeah, what's the clue? Yeah, so this is actually a cross-reference answer. So you have to oh. know, in order to know what tribe John yes. the Baptist is from, you really need to know what um, occupation his dad had. Oh, that is a huge clue. That is a huge <laughs> clue, Shell. We're, okay, we're helping you guys out. Mate, we, we may as well just tell nah, just kidding. We won't tell them. We won't tell them. But, guys, that is definitely a huge help. 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. We're continuing in the book of Psalms, uh, where we today are looking at our overarching topic for this week has been he, I all. Not he will arise, but I will arise. Mm -hmm. And we established that was by his help, through his power, we will arise. You know, we're talking about indignation 
yesterday. Mm-hmm. Indignation. And I asked the question actually of the I was I was in here with the boys yesterday. We had Brett as well as Harley joining hey. us. Uh just absolutely doing a great job talking Bless. about this topic of indignation. What comes to your mind when the the question indignation comes up? It's like what is indignation? What does it mean to you? What does it mean in relationship to the Bible? What what comes to your mind, Nikita? Oh, I I, I kind of say oh unjust uh, judgment, probably, or something like that. Mm. It's like anger towards something that has been un- like unjustly done. Yeah, that's right. That's- it's 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 a disdain for injustice. Yes. And the call that the psalmist we were reading, I believe it was in Psalm fifty-eight. Yeah, Psalm fifty-eight yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the call is that God pour out your indignation on the wicked. You know, because, mm. because they have been doing unjustly. Yeah. They they have fallen short, you know. They but not just fallen short. Like they are actively hurting people. Mm. They are they are committing great oppression towards people. Yeah. Pour out your indignation on them, and uh, we kind of concluded at the end. Yeah. You know, one of our big takeaways from that message is that yes, there will be indignation poured out. Mm-hmm. There will be wrath. Yeah. There will be justice. Mm-hmm. And we are thankful that that justice or, or that indignation is actually poured out by God yes. rather than by us. Uh, yeah. We don't have enough perspective. We are so myopic. We are so narrow. Yeah. We truly don't know the length, the depth, or what the penalty should be for sin. Mm-hmm. I think we can make a rough estimation. Uh, but yeah. like God does, we don't know like God does what mm. should be that penalty. What 100%. should be. And also we being myopic and narrow and also like subject to sin ourselves, what right do we have to bring punishment against others? Mm. You know, it is truly God's job. And that is good news because God is love. Yes. God loves humans. God loves his creation. God will, you know, pour out indignation. He will, he will solve the problem of justice. He Absolutely. will bring he will bring, or I should say injustice, he will bring justice. He will be fair mm. as well in his estimations. He will yes. be fair in his punishments. He will be fair in his judgments. It's good news that God is in that position. Amen. Today we're continuing on this topic with our, our topic today, the Lord's judgment mm. and the sanctuary. Yes. Oh, this is such an awesome topic. Like this, this really, this, this makes me really excited. This is a topic that I really personally have been diving into a lot mm-hmm. is the sanctuary as an allegory, the sanctuary as an illustration. Yes. Uh, the sanctuary here on earth. And when we say sanctuary, we're thinking, you know, our minds, most of our minds go back to Moses putting the temp, you know, the tent up in the middle mm-hmm. of the wilderness. Our minds might go back to Solomon building the temple, you know, eventually it was destroyed. And then we eventually had the reconstruction of the temple, the second temple period mm. that happened as a result of the, you know, the Jewish diaspora being able to go back to Judea after the Babylonian captivity. We're talking in the mid, uh, mid, you know, BCE, the, mm. those se- that century there, you know, 500, uh, 400, 300 BCE around that time when they reestablished the temple yep. and you know eventually it would be around you, know, you have a uh, 30 30 or well, 27 AD when Jesus would start his ministry mm-hmm. and whatnot so this period of time when we think sanctuary we usually go to there but also the Bible gives us this advice about the sanctuary in heaven yes 
and and you know we see this very clear connection that's drawn between the sanctuary that Moses was instructing created on earth and uh, the Bible says very clearly you know a part of God's instruction to Moses to build this sanctuary he says uh, you know as an image or as a copy or as a reflection or as the plants of the the sanctuary that is in heaven. So it's a super interesting topic. It's fantastic. And it is actually used, the services of the sanctuary, the, the purpose of the sanctuary mm. here on this earth reflects the work of the sanctuary in heaven. Yes. We'll try and get into this as much as we can throughout this Bible study. Like, there's literally so much to explore. Yep. While also maintaining our you know, <laughs> spot in the Psalms, uh, let's start by heading over to Psalm, mm, let's see, I reckon 96, and we're going to start in verse 6. Psalm 96. 96, beginning in verse 6, and maybe reading through to verse 10, if you can get that for us. Can do. I'll be reading it in the New King James Version, Psalm 96, verses 6 to 10. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Mm, we're talking about God here. Continue yes. On. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness of holiness, sorry. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations the Lord reigns, the world also is firmly established, it shall not be moved mm. moved. He shall judge the peoples righteously. Wow. Oh, this is powerful. this is powerful. This is a powerful passage, guys. This is awesome. I love this. Opens here for all God's people. So, oh, sorry, I'm reading the verse five, the verse before, verse six. This is honor and majesty are before Him. Strength and beauty are in His sanctuary. Mm-hmm. It makes this plain statement: strength and beauty are in His sanctuary. And then it starts to kind of unpack that a little bit. It says here: Give to the Lord, O families of the people. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord glory to His name. Bring an offering and come into His courts. Yes. The sanctuary language here. You're listening to The Breakfast Chat. Connect with us on 0491-064-669. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Mm. Let me quiz you a little bit, Nikita, because I know you you have some perspective on the sanctuary as well. (laughs) You live in ancient Israel. Mm -hmm. You commit a sin. Yep. You you do something wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. You need to repent of that sin. Yes. What do you do? Well, oh, <laughs> testing me big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm think it's correct. You bring a unspoiled lamb, um, with no spot or blemish. Mm-hmm. Bring that in and sacrifice it mm-hmm. on the altar. Yes. And oh, there's a whole process where yeah, the fat yeah. is separated. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then that's burnt up. The some of the priests end up eating a bit of it, then Uh they have the blood of the lamb sprinkled onto the curtains. The veil, yeah. Yeah, the veil. Between Um, the holy and the most holy, yep. Yep, okay, sweet. (laughs) Dude, that was awesome. That was a really good explanation, Nikita. Essentially, yeah, when someone sins in the Old Testament, what what I do want to say regarding the sanctuary service, just as a qualifier, God has always sought repentance from his people in regard to, like, falling before God, repenting of sin, confessing mm. sin, repenting sin, yeah. and and furthermore, changing from sin. You know, th- there's, a, there's this perspective amongst dispensationalists that's like, oh, you know, before they were saved by killing 
animals and now are saved by the grace of Jesus. That is that is not the case. Mm. Uh, the Bible says if the blood of bulls had the ability to solve the, to to heal sin, you know, there would not need to be like yeah. a, a savior. There would not need to be the death of Jesus. Definitely. This was merely an illustration uh, that we would uh, commit a sin. You know, in repentance, we would take our lamb mm. to the sanctuary take it you know put on the altar incense confess our sins over it it would be killed yes. the blood would be taken into the sanctuary and it would be sprinkled on the veil mm. um and that was essentially bringing our offering before god because we know that you know you have two compartments in the sanctuary you have the ho- most holy place oh you have the holy place mm-hmm. the holy place you've and and the the minister of the sanctuary would go into the holy place every single day yeah. um they would be taking blood into the holy place they were taking blood into the sanctuary they would go in there and in the holy place you got the table of showbread the altar of incense the menorah or the seven branch candlestick mm. All of these different uh, items of the sanctuary, but he would be taking that offering, the blood of that offering, to the veil and sprinkling it on the veil. What is on the other side of the veil in the most holy place? Yes, you have the Ten Commandments, and yeah. in there as well as the um, throne of God. Yeah, basically. yeah, the, you've yeah, got the, the mercy seat. Cherub- yes, yeah, the mercy that, with the two yeah, cherubim. The Ark of the Covenant. Yes, the Ark, that's it. That's yeah, the word. yeah, that's it. <laughs> I know this is a real pop quizzy where early in the morning, Nikita, you're doing a fantastic <laughs> job. We didn't prep for any of this, by the way. Yes, I just, no. I've just been through it, and you've been doing a great job, Nikita. You're trying so, to get me under. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's, see, this is a topic I really love. You know, mm. all, all that info, it's, it's on command for me. I'm like, and I'm just trying to, I'm like, now you'll know. If I ever try to quiz you mm-hmm. in the future, you know what's up. <laughs> so the Ark of the Covenant's in there, right? And on top of the Ark of the Covenant, in the ancient, you know, sanctuary mm. would be this thing called the Shekinah glory, the Shekinah glory, the literal presence of God. Yes. It was like a glowing ball of light. It and came once a year, right? Well, people or? were allowed to go in once a year. It was mm. always there. Yeah. You know, it was like, remember during the Exodus, there was the pillar of cloud by mm. day and fire by night. Yes. But once the sanctuary established, that presence of the Lord was contained within the sanctuary. And rather than having to be surrounded by a pillar of cloud or a pillar mm. of fire, his presence was literally there yes. in the sanctuary. Now, the high priest could only go in there once a year, mm. yep. uh, and that was during the Day of Atonement, which is actually a part of what we're getting into. But before, just relating to this psalm, in Psalm 96 here, when it says, uh, bring an offering, come into the courts. Mm. You know, this is sanctuary language. Yes. The, the Hebrew readers of this would think sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Now, it was the priest's job. Yeah. to bring an offering. And, and I think the beautiful thing about the sanctuary is that it is in and of itself an illustration of the work that God would do, uh, the work that Jesus would do, the way that salvation works. Mm. Because we know Jesus lives and he dies and he resurrects. Yep. And his death represented the sacrifice for all people. Mm. The death of the lamb represented, you know, the sacrifice for your sins, the yes. blood of the innocent lamb. Mm-hmm. Now, the death of the innocent son of God the Lamb of God who yes. takes away the sin of the world, he dies. And then he resurrects, which is good news. Mm-hmm. But what does he do? What does he do afterwards? He's in the heavenly sanctuary being our advocate, but also yeah. intercessor for us. He too. goes to the sanctuary in heaven. Mm-hmm. He presents himself 
before God yes. as our sacrifice. It is essentially we have, you can't call it a reenactment, maybe a pre-enactment or an illustration in the sanctuary of the lamb would die on the altar of, mm-hmm. of sacrifice, mm-hmm. which is a representation of Jesus' sacrifice. It's yeah. also a representation of the world. Mm-hmm. The lamb would die on the altar of sacrifice and then it would be taken into the sanctuary to be presented. It's, it's, it would be presented before the Lord. And it's like, yeah, and the Bible says this in the book of Hebrews. It says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Yes. Jesus shows up in heaven. He shows up in the sanctuary mm-hmm. after his death, before the Father, before the courts of heaven, and all of the beings of the universe. Absolutely beautiful. You know, that on the is. mission that they have to save the universe, mm. he shows up before them. Absolutely. As the sacrifice, Mm -hmm. as the one who has vindicated humanity through his death. Yeah. Now we know, uh, and this is the the beautiful thing, you know, we know and we say, like, there will be the saved and there will be the lost. We've been talking about indignation, right? Mm. We've been talking about those who ultimately die along with the death of death and sin itself. Yes. At the end of the day, God is wanting to destroy sin and death. Mm-hmm. And for those who do not let go of sin and death, for those who don't repent, for those who don't fall before God yeah. uh, in repentance, they will be containing sin and death at the time in which sin and death will be destroyed. So mm. unfortunately, naturally, they will be destroyed with sin and death. Yeah, And that's the unfortunate nature of sin. That is the unfortunate nature of this judgment is mm-hmm. that there will be those destroyed. They have every opportunity. God has given us every opportunity to fall before him, to call on his name uh, or to call on God yeah. uh, and ask him to, to for repentance. And yes, obviously, and always the question comes up when, in regards to judgment, like what about the man who lived in the mountains who had no opportunity to see God? And da, 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 da. Like, is he going to be lost because he could never say the name Jesus because he didn't know who Jesus was? Or, you know, it's not just the man in the mountains, there's many civilizations throughout history, but God is working in all places at mm. all times. You know, he is calling people to himself. He's convicting people. The Bible even says, you know, nature testifies yes. of sins. This is in... Romans chapter two, and I think the beautiful message there is, you know, you see in like all these different cultures and civilizations that mm-hmm. weren't touched by Christianity, the concept of marriage mm-hmm. yeah. and the concept of like sin, like killing is wrong. Yes, it's all written in our hearts at some point, and yeah. the moral standpoint for us as Christians comes from the Ten Commandments. Yeah, that's right, and that's where we stand. It's either we choose to be with God. Or we don't be with God. Yeah. And God doesn't want to force people to be with him because that's mm. just a manipulative relationship. That's right. And he's just like, well, I want you to be with me. But if you don't want to be with me, then like, in the end, I mm. created you. So if you don't want to be with me, unfortunately, mm. you're, you're going to have to go. And he's going to be sad. Like, it's something that he's created. Mm. He's literally knitted each and every one of us in our mother's womb. And he had a plan. He had an idea. He has plans for us in this day and age. And if we choose against that, then he's not going to force us out of our own free will. Absolutely. And as much, this is the beautiful thing, you know, Israel lived out a real illustration of that Mm. with the sanctuary. And, you know, we read this psalm. It says, bring an offering and come to the courts. Oh, worship the Lord in his beauty and his holiness. Yes. We now experience the the antitype or the the fulfillment 
of what was taking place in the sanctuary, which is Jesus has lived, died, and resurrected. Jesus presents himself in the court Mm. of heaven before God. We have the ability to call on Jesus as our Savior to fall before him in repentance and to worship him, and what we've been talking about throughout the show, in spirit and in truth. Mm. You know, as Jesus says, it, you know, salvation is of the Jews. I love when he says this to the woman of the world. He says, salvation is on the Jews, but soon there is a time coming where on this mountain, nor on the mountain in Jerusalem, mm. on the Mount of Olive, on the Temple Mount, nor on the mountain in Jerusalem, will anyone need to worship because people will worship in spirit and in truth yes. rather than participating in the allegory mm. or the, the illustration of the sanctuary. We are now living it out. Mm-hmm. On this earth, yes, Jesus is in the sanctuary in heaven. We are worshiping him. We are bringing him praises as he presents himself as our sacrifice and our savior uh, before God. But how does judgment factor into this? We're going to pick that up in the next segment. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And right now it is time for the final quiz question. Yes, we it's the final one. This one is a fill in the blank and And a multiple choice. Yes. This is a fill in the blank multiple choice, guys. You, can, you like you can't lose. You can't lose. <laughs> so, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and blank with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. The Reference there is Philippians 4, 6. It's A, dedication, B, meditation, C, supplication, or D, faithfulness. Mm. I'll repeat that again because that's a really long one. (laughs) Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and blank. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Philippians 4, verse 6. A, dedication, B, Meditation, C, supplication, or D, faithfulness. Mm, powerful stuff. Hey, if you know the answer, 0491064669, this is your final opportunity to get in for the 40 Days of Prayer devotional book. This is, this yes. is it. This is it, guys. 0491064669, that is the number to text. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. Joe by myself, Lawson. Got Nikita in the studio <laughs> as well. Got producer Shell on the decks. We're continuing to talk about the sanctuary. Yes. Uh, you said you had some Hebrew insights for us from that verse. Yes, uh, I do. Psalm actually. 96. 96 f- verses 6 all the way through to 10. Well, basically, actually, 7 all the way through to 10. Mm. 6 is really important as well. But through verses 7 to 10, Basically, each verb used being give, come, bring, that's mm. all in an imperative ah, translation. Wow. Yeah. And it's all 2MP as well. But um, for those who are listening, um, that's a second masculine plural. Yeah. But in the Hebrew, like, even if there was, like, let's just say one guy and all girls hanging out, it It'd would be still be in the masculine repeat, yeah. um, trans- um, translation. I there. did Hebrew as well. <laughs> I know that. I was like, hey, I, wait, wait, I'm picking up what you're putting mm-hmm. down, Nikita. That's awesome. Um, so the beautiful thing is, like, so when it, um, David says, give to the Lord, O families of the people, give to the Lord glory and strength, he's saying it in a simple term and it's urgent. Yeah. Give to God. This is important for us mm. to do so. And the same is as well for bring. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Mm. Then you've got, oh, worship the Lord. 
which is in a hit pile. So that is something that we choose to do in the end. So basically, David is just saying it is urgent for you all mm. to worship the Lord in the beauty and holiness of who mm. he is. Mm-hmm. And then say is wow. also in the simple imperative. It is urgent to talk. It is urgent to say um, among the nations mm. who the Lord is. We need to say the Lord reigns. He is the one who also yeah. firmly established um, the world. Mm. It shall not be moved. He shall judge the peoples righteously. And like, if we truly believe in a God who is gracious and a God who is merciful, we know that his judgments will be right. He will per- execute them correctly and righteously with justice. Mm. And I think that's just such a beautiful factor that it's, yes, it's in the imperative. It just shows the urgency that we need to come to God. We need to go to his sanctuary, mm. his heavenly sanctuary, because that's where Jesus is interceding on our behalf to God the Father. Mm. But furthermore, and I, I love this, I love this, mm. but then when we t- turn the corner a little bit to judgment, yes. it is also the the instrument mm-hmm. of judgment, or it's it's the place of judgment. Judgment is ultimately a division, right? Yes. A, a judgment of people, when we talk about the judgment of, of the world, mm-hmm. it is a division between people. Yeah. The wheat and the tares, mm-hmm. the, the sheep and the goats. Yes. The righteous and the unrighteous. Like we see this language all throughout the Bible uh, and all throughout what Jesus says as well. And I think that, you know, I think th- there are some people who fall on the progressive side of Christianity who would suggest that potentially, oh no, like uh, universalism, we call it the idea that, mm. that everyone will be saved and there, there won't be a lost category of people, but it's just yeah. not the case. Like it's not according to what scripture says and mm. it's not according to what Jesus says. Yes. Uh, you know, some people, they, they frame, oh, maybe some t- verses in the old Testament about judgment. Yeah. Th- that's coming from the harsh old Testament, but the loving, ke- gentle, kind Jesus, you know, he doesn't talk like that. Well, yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's him who, who speaks in those allegories. Yes. It's him who speaks in those illustrations mm-hmm. of the saved and the lost. It's yeah. very clear. And the question is, well, how are those people divided? Who's saved and who's lost? Like that that's the big question. Like it, I think it's a question that everyone has all the time. Mm. Who's saved and who's lost? I think it's a beautiful thing, as you were mentioning before, with Revelation. Like it's by what we do and how we think. It's our actions and our character by the end of the day that that basically says and tells of which side you are on. You're either for God or you're even indirectly for the devil. Like there's no middle line or middle ground. People can say, um, I've heard the um, story where people are just like, oh, well, I'm a good person, so I'll be able to, um, I'll be able to live. I'll be able to go to heaven because I've been a good person. Yeah. And then um, this I think it was a street preacher. He's like, okay, say you say it's like this. You end up going to a, per, a rich person's house, millionaire, billionaire, you name it. You knock on the door just going like, hey, um, I've been good this entire time, so I deserve to live in here. And they're just like, well, I, I don't know you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, no, it's crazy. You know, like it, it's crazy. And I think what we see, this, and this is the way that the sanctuary ties into judgment, mm. is that... When you throughout throughout the year, you know throughout the year in ancient Israel, you had the ability to confess your sins, yes. to bring the lamb in, and to put the 
you know, you would confess your sin onto the head of the lamb and the sin would transfer from you to the lamb and then the, mm. the, 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 the you know, throat would be slit and the blood would be taken to the whole, most holy place. And basically your sin would go from you to the lamb to the blood to into the sanctuary and would be put on the cant- curtain. When you leave that, the room, you know, when yes. you leave the sanctuary, where is your sin? Mm. It's not on you. It's in the sanctuary. Yes. And then when judgment happens, right? You know, if, if Jesus has taken, has been our sacrifice, we've put our sins on him. The indignation mm-hmm. of God has been poured out on him. Yeah. If we've confessed our sins, when judgment takes place, mm-hmm. where are they? They're in, yeah. they're in, they're with Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're in, with the sanctuary. They're in the sanctuary in heaven. And there would be this judgment process, the day of judgment or Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, mm. uh, which was a, se- a festival or a sacrifice or a, you know, a, a thing that they would celebrate mm-hmm. in Israel. And it would be literally that. It would be the cleansing of the sanctuary. It would, yes. it would be where they'd remove all the sins from the sanctuary. And if you were found to be a known sinner or there was a sin that people knew about you mm-hmm. and you didn't want to participate in the day of atonement, they would beat you from the camp. Mm. And the reason they would beat you from the camp is because it's like, clearly this person doesn't want to participate yes. in the mission of Israel, mm-hmm. which is reconciliation back to God. Yes. And so it was like, because when the day of atonement would happen and they'd clean the sins out of the sanctuary, they'd clean all the sanctuary of the blood, right? Mm. If your sin goes from you to the lamb, to the blood, to the sanctuary, mm-hmm. when they've cleaned it out, where is your sin? It's it's gone. Mm-hmm. It is it's gone. Your sin is gone. It's gone. It is it is gone. It's nowhere. It's yeah. no longer exists. But if you didn't put your sins in the sanctuary, mm. when the sanctuary is cleaned out, when the sanctuary is cleansed, where is your sin? It's still on you. It's on you. Mm-hmm. And so this sanctuary service, this day of atonement, would act as the perfect illustration for how God does judgment. Yes. Who has put their sin in the sanctuary? And who takes our sin to the sanctuary? Jesus Jesus. Christ. Mm. It's by giving our sins to Jesus. It's by falling before him, laying them at the foot of the cross, Mm. you know, laying them at his sacrifice and saying, hey, God, I have fallen short. This is how I've sinned. This is, it's beautiful. This is how he deals with sin. And and this is how the sanctuary is the perfect illustration of that. It's amazing. Guys, we have been so blessed Mm. with a savior who has given us so much. 100%. 100%. Who has given his life for us. He's given his heart for us. He's given us everything. He's sacrificed everything. And now, furthermore, his work hasn't stopped. Mm. He's not in heaven with his feet up like, all right, you know, earth sort itself out. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit down. He's going to make sure you know, he's going to convict the whole <laughs> no. world of sin. And, and then everyone, when everyone finishes preaching the message and everyone's heard it, then I'll come back. No, he is working as your advocate. Mm-hmm. I love you brought out that word before. Yep. He's working as your advocate on your behalf in the sanctuary, mm-hmm. presenting your sin before the Father saying, I have died for this. Yes. If you want to experience salvation today, give your sin to Jesus. That is all you need to do, and he will be your advocate. He will be your representative. He will save you. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. There's no more. No more questions. No more questions? Just Just prizes. mm -hmm. Just prizes and answers, guys. It is time to spin the wheel for our draw this week week you guys have been doing a fantastic job at answering all kinds of questions and right now we're going to be spinning the wheel for our amazing prize 40 days of prayer so right now hey spin it for us shell yes and it's spinning and it's Who's spinning it gonna be and it's slowing down 
and it's slowing Ooh. down. And we have a winner. Woo! Congratulations to Braden for winning our prize this week, 40 Days of Prayer. It's going to be a huge blessing mm-hmm. to you. Uh, real, I think I love these books also because they just invoke a real revival yes. in people. Like, yes, like I just want to draw near to God and mm-hmm. grow close to Him. It's powerful. It's awesome. It really just rekindles the fire. Absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. Let's head through, well, get through, I should say, some of the answers to our quiz for today. Okay. So about which individual did Paul and Barnabas dispute? Oh, it was over John Mark. And that was the very Mark who wrote the Gospel of Mark. Mm. Yeah. So they actually had some issues. Paul had an issue with Mark because Paul was like, he's a flake. Mm. And and Barnabas, being the son of encouragement, is like, no, like give him more opportunity, give yeah. him more time. And they actually kind of split up yes. their their party. It split up their friendship for mm-hmm. a little bit. It was like, the you know, obviously Barnabas reaches Paul. You know, Barnabas is the one to train Paul and to call Paul into ministry originally. And, you know, they're working together. It's like the dream team. And then, yeah, they have some tension in their in their team dynamics and whatnot, and they, they split up for a little bit. But it's awesome. Barnabas was able to work with John Mark to, mm. you know, the point where he became, yeah, the disciple who would write the Gospels. Yes. Or write a, the uh, first Gospel. One of the, yeah. One yeah. Of the Gospels. <laughs> really, really amazing stuff. Okay. Now, Lawson, you should know this. Mm-hmm. What should you ask for if you realize you lack it? If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. That is James chapter 1. And the answer there was wisdom. Yes. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all. I, I love that. I love that passage so much. And at one point I was trying to memorize James chapter 1. And, mm-hmm. and I got, you know, dec- you know, like got it down decently. Good chunk. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, we came up with a song for it. I was yeah. like, it's like if. Anyone likes wisdom, let him ask of God. He gives to all liberally. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, kind of like, I played guitar with it as well. It was kind of, mm-hmm. kind of lame though. Hey, the Bible's not lame though. The Bible, no, Bible is beautiful. And that passage is amazing and mm-hmm. so true. Okay, then who gave Moses the advice to delegate when his workload was getting too much for him? Oh, yeah, the smartest man on earth because delegation's like just the best thing ever. <laughs> Telling people to do stuff is awesome. It was his, it was his, it was his uh, father-in-law Jethro, mm. uh, who he was the the priest of Midian. You know, uh, the the obviously the father of. Moses, uh, Moses' wife, mm-hmm. Zipporah, and yeah, tells him, dude, you're like killing yourself yes. with all of this work. Overwork is bad. Mm-hmm. Being able to delegate as a leader is a fantastic skill, and that Amen. is what Moses learned from Jethro. Mm. And then, wh- from what tribe was John the Baptist? He was he was a Levite mm. uh, because his father was a Levite, uh, Zacharias. He was a priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a Levite, and so John the Baptist was w- with the tribe of Levite. Outside of the Jews, like those of Judah, yep. the Levites, and then even, you know, Paul calls himself a Benjamite, and we, we believe him. You know, they did track their lineage, but after the 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 capture under Babylon, and particularly the the losing, the, the, the other lost tribes of Israel that mm. disappeared as a result of the Assyrians, yep. you know, a lot of people lost their lineage in that mm, sense. They yeah. might have been from other tribes, but like potentially they didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was really Levi. It was between... Judah and Levi, that, those were the main tribes that were left. Yes. And Levi technically, like, 
wasn't a tribe, the mm, Levites. They yeah. weren't. They weren't included. They weren't given an inheritance among yes. the twelve, uh, but rather they were the priests, and so they lived everywhere, and they were looked after by yeah. all of the other tribes. Absolutely. And then the final one, which is fill in the blank: be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Philippians 4, verse 6. Powerful passage. Hey, if you are anxious, if you are struggling today, mm. come to God in p- prayer. Yes. Be thankful to him. Come to God as someone who has given everything to save you. Absolutely. But come to him in prayer. He is wanting to work in your life. He's mm-hmm. wanting to work a change in you. And he's wanting to help you in your situation as well. It's not just a, he wants to affect the internal, but also the external yeah. too. Like God is wanting to work in your situations or at the very least through difficult times and trials, yes. give you peace. Hey, we are having a great time here in the studio this morning. Congratulations to Braden for winning the yes. prize. Also, guys, uh, you know, we are so happy that you've joined us throughout the Absolutely. week. We really pray that you have a fantastic weekend. Mm. We've, we've been actually sitting here in the... We're, we're at a group chat, Nikita, yeah. like with a group of our <laughs> other friends. We've been making plans for mm-hmm. this weekend on what we should do, where we should be, you know, and whatnot. And we're coming up as well to Sabbath, so yes. make sure you find some time to rest in God. Find some time to rest from the work of the mm-hmm. week and to worship him amen as he has called us to but hey before we go as usual we give away something absolutely for free i've got a book in front of me it's called decoding bible prophecy by Ooh. ron cluze and it's getting into hey we are living in the end times hey mm-hmm. jesus is coming back soon hey there is this bible prophecy that many people even claim like for futurists and evangelicals mm. they claim hey it's unknowable what is going to take place here? But no, that's not what Jesus says. Yes. John fourteen twenty nine. he says, I told you these things before they come to pass so mm-hmm. that when they come to pass, you might believe. Yes. That is a promise that is true throughout all time. And so looking at what Bible prophecy has to say to us, how it has worked, how God has predicted the future, this is a fantastic, surefire way to deepen your, I believe, your belief that the Bible is truly the Word of God and that Jesus is really working on your side. Hey, the number is 0491064669. Text that number with the word book and you will, hey, if you're the first text of three, you'll get this absolutely for free. But guys, you've been listening to The Breakfast Show this morning and throughout this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember to talk faith, live faith, and act faith. For being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.